Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You are listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today we are continuing our series called Codes for a Healthy Earth, Cultivating Peace with All of Life. There's an Iroquois saying that says, in our every deliberation, we must consider the impact of our decisions on the next seven generations. And in the face of escalating social and ecological breakdown, millions of people around the world are calling for a fundamental systems change, not only for our current situation, but initiatives that positively impact generations to come. Codes for Healthy Earth offers a foundational whole systems framework to support citizens in working together across national, cultural, and ideological boundaries for radical system transformation and rapid social and ecological regeneration. My guest today adds a perspective of gifted wisdom and accomplished experience to this important conversation. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. I don't usually like to read long bios to introduce guests, but today, you know, this lifetime, (laughs) our guest, Makasha Roski, is a lifetime treasure. He has so much experience and that experience, that expertise, that wisdom is so relevant for our conversation today. So I'm going to read a little bit longer than normal, and you'll hear why. In 1972, Makasha co-founded World Family and has been a principal focalizer for international festivals and link-up link-ups for world peace, including World Invocation Day festivals, the John Lennon Tribute, the Harmonic Convergence, Campaign for the Earth, and the Children's Torch of Hope. In addition, he was a key supporter for the first Earth Run, Live Aid event, and Birth 2012 event. Through entrepreneurial ventures and nonprofit organizations, Makasha has been instrumental in shifting consciousness in the areas of con- social investing, conscious commerce, health and nutrition, gentle birthing, integral education, and conscious media. His devotion to the younger generations has fueled his co-founding and contribution of over 30 years to the growth of his family's family's youth organization called Earth Guardians. Makasha is the father of eight, grandfather of 23, and great-grandfather of soon-to-be 23. As a guardian of the new dream, he is passionately committed to whole systems transformation and midwifing a co-creative planetary culture in service to the well-being of all life. 
And that doesn't even cover everything. And so I'm so really happy and honored and pleased to have you here, Makasha. Welcome, welcome, Makasha. Oh, thank you, Julie. It's always a pleasure to, uh, you know, to connect our hearts together, knowing that we are one and we are interrelated and interconnected with all life. And uh, to have the opportunity to just be in the presence with you and with what emerges is a gift to my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, and mine, likewise, Makasha. I, um, you have been a dear mentor of mine over the years and dear friend, and I love spending time with you. And as I read through your bio today and stumbled in a few places, I'm thinking about how parallel and aligned they are with the codes. So I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with you. But I'm going to go to our traditional first question. You've answered it here on my show a couple times before. But I want to ask it in relationship to the codes for a healthy earth, which is bringing us together here. So can you share with our friends out there, what does all things connected mean to you in relationship to the codes for a healthy earth? Well, I think, Julie, you know, the, uh, the, what you've uh, or what the codes represent is in relationship to whole systems, management of a system that's moving through time and space as we are. I mean, the greatest mystery is uh, that we're even having a conversation to be able to slow the pattern down that is evolving through time and space and really realizing the depth of what it means to really be incarnated at this time. Uh, You know, as it's breaking down and the codes are replacing old system models uh, with, with new ways of being, but also new values and agreement fields that sustain life for the seven generations that the codes are decoded to or, or devoted to. And uh, uh, it, it, the codes, uh, with my wife, uh, we were just talking a, a minute ago, and, and she said, I said, well, we, I mean, you know, we are the codes. We live the codes. Uh, you know, in reading the codes and listening, th- this is a time of great emergence. You know, as we know, there's the breakdown and the breakthrough, but how to hold it, how to, you know, really cultivate the internal alchemy that it takes in order to sustain oneself and those values and principles and devotion, you know, as one family, as one planet, as one evolving, beautiful jewel in the great cosmic life of, of our reality. And uh, so that's been my inspiration. I'm eight, almost 82 and my inspiration over 50 some years of uh, uh, really asking that same question. And I found that it's inside out. You know, the work is, is focused internally. Uh, so we are going through that internal transformation as a humanity to be able to be resilient as we emerge, you know, through these crisis times that's bringing us all together to unite in a common vision for the codes to be actualized in our human earth-based reality. Mm. Ooh, thank you for that. I like it's spinning off a, a thousand and one questions here. It's going to be hard to contain this conversation because we're, we're both in the, the juice of it. I love that. The codes 
literally, Makasha, they're a beautiful and concise aggregate of many different declarations, charters, manifestos, and creeds that already exist. And we know, you know, over your 50-some years of, of being in this field, doing this work, many declarations and charters and manifestos and creeds have come. From your perspective, what makes Codes for a Healthy Earth different? Wow, that's a big question, Julia. What makes them different? Uh, I think it's... Uh, you know, because of the crisis and the breakdown, we have a tendency as a human species to focus outside on the problem. Uh, and I, I work with our children, I work with our family, you know, that the work is really inside out. You know, that we could try to change everything on the outer and focus and make wrong and divide. But the codes bring us into a co-creative dynamic that allows us to be driven more by soul and spirit. And I think we're riding that wave now. That's what we're surrendering, I feel, into because the breakdown has to happen in order to move into a whole, you know, into an actual a recalibration of the whole system's uh, manifesto as the codes are. Uh, deeply uh, devoted to bringing, you know, ourselves together in a larger pattern that's already emerging in our society. So this is something that's being called by, I would say, the soul force of the earth, our, our, our humanity, all that is being changed now. And it's really time for us to unite more and more and that was our work for 50 years was uniting people through common diversity and understanding that there's a larger pattern that we are involved in here and surrendering into that really takes a lot of courage especially when you're transforming economics and all systems change and that's part of our work ongoing work here at Hummingbird. Yeah, speak more. Let's just pause for a moment and go into your work and your 50 years of of doing this on the planet. Let's can you just tell us tell the listeners a little bit more about you from your voice. You have done things that have touched people around the planet. You have you know, the, I we haven't even talked to see hummingbird wasn't even in your bio and you have the hummingbird transformational living center you have the um living co-creation you're going to be traveling over to the netherlands later this year helping people with with co-creation there's so much that you're doing why don't you just um give us a little um synopsis if you can of who is makasha and what's brought you to this point so far Perhaps well, I'm even. To figure that out myself. <laughs> I was going to say, perhaps even what's inspired you, because I think that's probably the most important piece of this story is yeah. that impulse that drives you, and then you just yeah. manifest and create around it. Because you're 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 a master at that. You, yeah, you're a master. Well, thank you, Julie. I mean, uh, that means a lot. You know. Uh, you know, when when you talk about in the radio show, you know, um, healing the illusion of separation, that's what happened to me. I was a producer in Las Vegas and a gambler way, way back in my 
uh, 30s, and uh, that's where I had my breakthrough. I really saw starvation and opulence and that everybody was seeking love. You know, all the people I was working with, you know, and involved with in in, uh, performance and all that were just wanting to be loved. They didn't feel enough. And when I woke up out of this illusion of separation, I was guided out of that world. And I took my three kids and my wife at the time, uh, who was pregnant, and left that world and stepped into the unknown because I was being guided by an inner intuitive force that was, thank God, that took me out of all that, the drugs, everything. And and I was called to, you know, to promote, to open up and bring people together, connect. My passion is to connect people together. Mm. That's why Live Aid and the First Earth Run and all the international projects that I've been part of was wake up. Let's wake up out of this illusion and delusion of separation from each other and really evolve a culture that really sustains the human species as well as the earth species so that we're doing this one movement into the depth of these codes that uh, are spoken to. We need those values. We need we need the foundation in our communities, in our schools, and we started a Waldorf school based on that. Coming out of that experience, and um, so we've been looking at what the children need to bring them in consciously to be able to create models that really support the integration and soul of these young ones that are patterned to come in at this time, I believe. Yeah. So so speaking of the young ones, you have been an incredible steward of the youth for these five decades, and you've been stewarding forward Earth Guardians. Can you just speak, if there's any of our listeners out there that have not heard of Earth Guardians, can you tell us a little bit about that organization? Because I think that's really relevant at, at this time as well. Well, Julie, we, we, uh, my wife and I, when we were doing a, a lot of the international work, we were living in, uh, in Maui, Hawaii. Uh, that's where we birthed our youngest son on the shores in the water of Molokai, Hawaii. Um, and we were called there to build the community that we felt that, <clears throat> that would be a model of a whole system transformational uh, template, you know, for people to model, but to come together around to really build social synergy and social movements, you know, that connect. And um, so out of that impulse, we started birthing our kids at a very young age. Uh, like my bio says, we got so many children, I lose count of them and, and, <laughs> and grandchildren. But we knew we had to change it not only at the level of what's happening on the outer, but to prepare, you know, for conscious birthing, to prepare for this next generation or these generations that are coming in, Julie, that really need to be held and seen as what we call the sun-eyed children of the marvelous dawn. It's these coming across the amber stairs of birth into mortal life, these sun-eyed children of the marvelous dawn. And we, I mean, that's been a canto and a, a, you know, a poem and a mythic journey that we've been on to 
step out of the dominant culture and go build it. That's what we were told. Don't react to the old, build the new. And uh, the reaction reinforces the illusion of separation because there's a blame in, in that pattern. So how we cultivate the inner resilience within the educational model so the kids can be seen a value rather than fitting a dominant corporate model that uh, takes away the soul quality of their lives. So we've been so devoted to that um, that that's what's guided us into Hummingbird and the 500 acres we have here in the mountains and uh, permaculture and whole system design and and uh, we're, we're educating and doing rites of passage and all the work that we feel that is so essential for the you know for the young ones that are now coming in to take up the torch and move on uh, with these codes because the codes are who we are. Yeah, I love when you said that the codes are who we are. The codes, and and your life is the codes. Like it's like your life has written the codes, and you know the codes have come through and emerged from this place of collective wisdom. So there are the initiators, Shelley Ostroff and, and Jan Golding, who initiated this, and literally it's went to I think over thirty countries. If I'm not, I, I should have looked that up before I, I spoke that. But many, many, many people have contributed to this wisdom. It's like it's it's emerging at this point just for this um, pragmatic way of self-organizing. So let me let me just ask you this: the the principles outlined in the codes are like this comprehensive framework that have the potential to really inspire dynamic, aggressive, and an effective self-organizing action. That's what I love the most. It's like it encourages anyone to pick this up and self-organize in toward whole systems transformation, like we said. So how, how do we move from where we are, you're a mentor here. You can help us all understand this. How do we move from where we are, Makasha, to where we need to be? And how might the codes be put into action so that we are all self-organizing around these principles with this this new roadmap that we can't see? You know, we can't see this roadmap. We have to trust this roadmap that's ahead of us. Well, we have to have the the have the elders. We have to have uh, those that have been laying down tracks for so many years, and the intergenerational connections are essential now as we move forward into these next cycles of transformation that we're uh, finding ourselves in. And uh, going back to the Earth Guardians, we started Earth Guardians in Hawaii out of that impulse, you know, for the kids to uh, to have those values, to be able to bring them into the arts, into dance, into song. Uh, I always saw it from a mystical experience as as alchemy, uh, sounds, words, vibration of love, continuously broadcasting into the larger pattern of life that's unfolding. I feel people are wanting to hear those deeper truths, but the key for this transformation is for us to unite. And I think the codes come in there in that play, Julie, that really allows for the coherence 
that there is a movement going on. We know that. We know we are surrendering into that to allow ourselves to be vehicles of transformation wherever we go, how we treat each other, the values that we hold, kindness, compassion, even for the, those that we would never, ever, you know, have compassion for. I don't want to give any names about that, but, you know, just knowing what we were all birthed into was an insane. When I saw I was insane because I was born into an insane system, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but laugh at myself that my insanity was created by the system I stepped into. And how do you step out of it to build a new world? How do you step out of it? other than surrender to the great spirit, we could say, or to the inner guidance, you know, that we're being called to all over the world, just watching the uniting, you know, as a father, grandfather, creator, I'm impassioned what's emergent when people connect. I was told uh, it was actually in 70 or 71 or something. I was sitting at this uh, reservoir and I saw some vision and because um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do because I stepped out, gave I mean, everything, my Lincoln's Cadillacs, all that, that I was in the pretense of being somebody and trying to please my father, which I didn't know until after the experiences that brought me into, you know, a deeper place of my own soul's calling for my life. And I gave my life to that. And I think that the codes and the values and agreement fields in any community family uh, are so essential because they're foundational. And we need a whole system shift. So economics, health care, you know, um, just all the everything that we know that would build a new culture and trying to fight the old reinforces the illusion of separation from what I say is spirit. It, it supports us to project out Yes, there's all that going on, but we the inner work and connecting with each other and holding the larger pattern together is so essential, Julie, at this time because it's critical, and uh, you know for the for our planet and the Earth Guardians is one arm of our voice that's going out into the world, and I tell the kids, you know, make sure you can point to the shadow of what's happening in society. But don't close your heart because love is the only way through the eye of the needle. And if we can love enough, I feel we've done our job in this lifetime. Mm, If we can love enough. Well, you said something a few minutes ago, and I want to just presence that and have you speak more. You, You talked about continuously broadcasting love. And when you said that, my whole body went, Oh, yeah. How can we self-organize to continuously broadcast love? Can you speak to that before break here? We have a few more minutes, and I'd love to hear you expand on what does it mean to you that we would continuously broadcast love? Well, I think that uh, the the models like uh, what you're doing, Julie, with your work and, and the broadcasting of love is an opening into the field that is responsive to what is being called for at, at this time in society as the breakdowns and uh, that are happening and the resurrection of, 
you know, the, our earth and uh, the habitats we live in, all, everything's coming together in a convergence that I see that's, uh, that's really devoted to, to the next seven generations, you know, as you were saying. And, and um, I don't know where that answers the question. I got a little lost in the question there, but does that... Does that uh... Yeah, I just have... Um... Thank you. Like when you were speaking and and I heard that phrase, I just saw this plethora of ideas running through my mind. I see and I hear. (laughs) And so like all of a sudden I'm like seeing the like a, a real concerted action, like in our sacred activism that we become those broadcasters, but with the, um, what do I want to say? The the directive to continuously broadcast. So it's not only in our, our personal lives of who we be, but really seeing our vocation as a part of that continual broadcasting of love. I can just see all kinds of, of initiatives and innovations and and programming around that broadcasting. I just love that idea. So Makosh, yeah. I think yeah, go ahead. Were you going to say something more? I, I was just going to say that, you know, that, that uh, you know, I tell, I tell my family and everybody <laughs> that it's all inside out. You know, there's there's the dominant part of ourselves that is connected into the system. It, it's built that way. So it's a loss and gain frequency. So whenever you are in a loss and gain frequency, you make decisions and choices out of an illusion of separation. So the the, the I would say the greatest gift we can give is rest back into slowing down the pattern and that's why there's so much call to come back to the mother because we are running rampant as a as a system that's totally (laughs) i can't believe people live like that in the sense of suffering you know that there's there's a call there's there's a call at the heart there's a call for us to uplift and inspire and quicken through love, through love, not blame or shame. That's old stuff. The, the stepping into the new world gives us a platform to be able to open to love ourselves. And loving ourselves is the key to loving Donald Trump, whoever. I don't want to use that name. Take it up. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, within within that framework of, uh, when we get into that projection, then, uh, like I said, Julie, it, it comes out of that illusion of separation. Yeah. But how do I, when I do that, love myself? And, and that's a big one for me. Uh, when I realized I was still, you know, missing love for myself because yeah. of my life and my past. And I mean, I'm working this human thing at 81, 82, trying to just give myself fully and surrender to the creative process that has brought me here to this earth and that will take me home. Beautiful. That, my friend, is a beautiful spot for us to pause for a commercial break here. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. I'm Julie Kroll here with Makasha Roski. And after the break, we're going to talk more about the codes for a healthy earth. We'll be right back.
This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me and United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The Empower Meditation Channel. Nonstop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation Get connected in one of my private groups or individual programs. I invite you to be more conscious, courageous, and a compassionate co-creator of this beautiful world we want to see. You can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com. 
Today, we're talking about Codes for a Healthy Earth, which was co-initiated by Shelley Ostroff and Jan Golding with Together in Creation. The creation of the document was a collaborative process with leaders from diverse sectors in over 30 countries that I had mentioned earlier. The framework can be freely adopted by any group or movement as a collective compass for coordinated citizen-led action toward the healing and regeneration of the planet and all its inhabitants. Please go to codes.earth. Again, that's www.codes.earth to learn more about the codes. And there's a place for you right there to endorse them. Check that out. I'm here today with Makasha Roski and... Ah, wow, the the bio is an infinite bio of goodness on the planet. You can find out so much more about what Makasha is talking about. I'm going to give you three links. Um, you can look him up directly at hummingbirdtlc.org. That's hummingbirdtlc.org. You can also find Earth Guardians that we've been talking about, earthguardians.org. Um, very simple, earthguardians.org, and then livingcocreation.com. If you want to get more involved to work with Makasha, check out livingcocreation.com. And Makasha, you are, I'm, we're going to dig back into the codes, but you have lots of beautiful opportunities in different ways. People can find you and work with you, and, and you're speaking over in the Netherlands later in May. There's just a lot of different opportunities. Is there anything you want to say about that before we dig back into the codes? Well, uh, Julie, uh, I think it was a year or a year and a half ago, we were invited to uh, do a, do an event there because we have uh, field teams, what we call field teams or core groups uh, that started to emerge out of the out of uh, Europe, and uh, we were called in and we did a four day um, teaching there in Hamburg, Germany, and we had um, about 300 people for four days. We came together, and one of the things that I, I'm, I'm finding wherever I go that people are looking and and uh, opening to to what it means to come from a, an I to a we to the whole. And uh, I was so, I mean, people were doing standing ovations. I was stuck. I felt like a rock star. And uh, through the process, there was so much movement and connection of heart that we saw that we're just one unfolding humanity. And we really need each other. And that's why your show and everything that's doing with the codes is bringing people together. We need to find our teams now, our tribe. You know, we need each other. We need to hold each other in that compassionate love, you know, generosity space, you know, to be able to uplift each other, especially at this time. We have so many young ones that come to us and the the breakdowns of the system. They don't know where to go. They don't have a place to put their their souls and they're moving into more and more, you know, suicides and, uh, you know, the shadow side of all that that they've been given and they can't find their place, you know, in the world. But in the Netherlands, you know, we're going back or, or in Germany when we were there, we were in invited uh, by one of the core group uh, people that invited us to the Netherlands to do teachings there. But we want to do our teachings wherever we're called. 
you know, from spirit that, that we can come in and uplift and inspire and connect us together as one family. And back when I started World Family with a, a group in 1972, the motto was nobody had to join because everybody belonged. And that's been our motto of all these years. Everybody is interrelated, interconnected, and not only as a humanity, but as an earth, you know, that is evolving itself. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so I I do have a few more, like, themes I'd like to follow with talking about the codes, because I think it's an important um, tool and resource for our listeners out there who, who perhaps are finding their way or trying to find their way. So one of the intentions of the series um, that we're doing is to really explore how whole systems health, like personal, cultural, and planetary health, can actually inspire and cultivate peace with all of life. And that's been an important theme that has kind of held this conversation up is that we're not only talking about health here, when we can achieve whole systems health, we really are working toward cultivating peace with all of life. Can you speak more from your perspective as a master of whole systems health? How does this look at health? How does this conversation around health really help to cultivate peace? Well, I think, um, you know, uh, uh, and of course, that's another great, you know, question to muse on <clears throat> to, uh, you know, I, I think that the the systems that are breaking down, you know, because there is a celebratory side to, you know, what is happening in relationship to the breakdown. And when we focus just on, on um you know, when we focus on just the outer appearance of survival, it keeps us, you know, in, in a, I would say, a place that doesn't empower or uplift. You know, so the the question that is so broad, I don't even know where to go with it, Julie. You know how mm-hmm. the codes are, they're an internal guide system. Uh, like we were saying of love, you know, your work with love and community building, and there's many prophecies all over the world of this particular time. And and a lot of the elders, elders my even my elders say, you know, um, just let go and celebrate what is emergent. And I think from a healing point of view, when we can feel that camaraderie and that movement as social synergy, health becomes a natural byproduct of how we're guided into more natural healing and, and more ways of maintaining a consciousness that allows for, for spirit to really move our soul, uh, I'd say karma or dharma or our soul's passion into building more resilience and health. And that's why Hummingbird has been so powerful. Our community here for 23 years, we are working on the whole system transformation in healing and in birthing and in dying. You know, all the elements that uh, that need uh, the kind of support, you know, for this particular time and era to reach out, you know, to our family that are have those skills to be able to 
to uplift health in each other and uh, support each other in that walk. I know I'm dealing with it at 81. You know, I'm saying, okay, I'm preparing myself for the next life, and I'm going to go there and create a home for everybody that's coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know I got a bit off of the the thing, but it's, I'm so inspired by being on uh, on your show, and I'm sitting here in, in the wilderness in New Mexico and looking out at the snow at five degrees above, and just uh, you know chanting love. Oh, it's, she's so beautiful, Julie. She is so beautiful, our mama. Mama Earth, and I bow at you know the feet of the Great Mother. Beautiful. I hope you're sitting by a beautiful warm fire. Ah, uh, yes, the fireplace is going. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. So you know, has been developed for the for the kids and for resilience and for the codes. Yeah, you know, so the resilience I have, I'm like now I'm tongue tied. So this. Wisdom of nature, looking at mama being so beautiful out that window and and thinking about this evolution of consciousness. And then I'm going to go backwards and kind of tie in. You were talking about those that are just in this. They come into this world and go, what the heck? And suicides rates are up. Addictions is up. The the opioid crisis. um, There's so much of, of this feeling powerless and for me i know that resilience um all of the i shouldn't say all most of the studies about resilience and looking at what makes um at risk youth resilient is about connection and connection with even just Mm. one human increases the likelihood um that that at risk youth will will be healthy and and successful and resilient. So what can we say to those out there that might feel a bit powerless? Even even the adults right now are looking at the world, shaking their head. And really a lot of that suffering comes from the pain of the breakdown, but they're not seeing the whole picture and the evolution of human consciousness that's creating this beauty that's emerging, you know, this beautiful world, this new earth that you're talking about, the new world. How, how, what do we say to to those that might feel powerless here as the systems are breaking down, knowing like you and I both know there's incredible, amazing, beautiful initiatives all over the planet popping up in every country on the earth. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how, what would you say to those that might feel powerless right now? And and um, perhaps even say, I can't uh, contribute to this. There's nothing I could do. It's way too big. Well, I think that, uh, again, Julia, it comes back to, uh, I would say, more a soul-based call. But I'd say it comes back to connection. It's like you were saying, you know, with your yeah. programs, it's, it's about your connecting people together. Well, you know, people that, uh, I mean, we need this kind of uh, communication and and broadcasting out into the world, you know, to, you know, for people to find each other. See, people are looking for co- not only just coherence, uh, but they're they're seeking love. And the way they're seeking it is, is uh, you know, through drugs. And, and uh, so it's already got us kind of in this 
downward spiral. You know, I just watch it with our family, with so many kids. We've got all the nationalities covered, you know, so we are a global family. And uh, I would say that, uh, you know, for people that are going through hard times, and I know a lot of the organizations are saying this, but we really need to find our co-creative partners, you know, in a way that we can hold communion and community and consciousness together as an evolutionary movement. And if we can see it through those eyes, it allows us to be able to feel that we can go outside of our our own uh, pain and touch, you know, give, find some way to give, find, find, uh, like we say, your tribe or go to your family. Uh, if you got a family, you know, it's, uh, there's so many crisis centers or all over that are emerging because of the need of what's happening with those, uh, with the drugs and alcohol and, and so on. So I would, you know, I would say that, um, again, that we need each other. We are one family. And to find your co-creative partners uh, and to be able to, you know, find a project with youth and help the youth kind of going through their, you know, their metamorphosis as we all are on a planetary level. And um, I think that, uh, you know, people will respond to that you know, I think we are doing it, Julie. I think the codes are in action. I think they're, we're living those codes. You know, it challenges each of us every day to live in our hearts and to live the codes and to act from that so that what we're doing is moving towards a more co-creative, evolutionary, uh, I would say, society, but it's beyond society. I mean, if you could just feel the mystery of we're traveling through space at a thousand miles an hour, 14 billion years of evolution, and you and I are on this talk. <laughs> I mean, just the mystery. I, you know, there's, there's the element of that, that that I always go to because it reminds me that there's a higher, higher plan for our humanity and why we're going through and how we can support each other and come together as as family and find love as being the medicine that uh, that heals the whole. Mm. Love is the medicine that heals the whole. I need to quote you on that, Makasha. Love is the medicine that heals the whole. Okay, so let's imagine you're soon to have great-grandchild number 23. And I want you to just imagine holding this new babe in your arms. Uh, what's your dream for this this new child? And what's the world that you trust they'll live in? When we get through this time, what does that world look like? And what's your dream for that baby? Well, um, first of all, that they would come into our family or any family that has the values that hold um, you know, the template, uh, not the right word for it, but, way, you know, coming together um, and being able to leave behind a legacy of, it's not just consciousness. We have 500 acres here in the mountains and we do youth training and we do rites of passage. I think we've lost our rites of passage. If we can get back to that for my child or, uh, you know, that would be 
to take our power back and you know in, in initiations for for these young ones that are coming in that need uh, that kind of support and like for my granddaughter who's now four years old it's, it's such a delight and I I I try, I try not to think about it, that they're coming into a world <clears throat> that is not uh, safe but building culture and building family around our children to hold them through their expanding life is such a joy for a grandfather of so many kids and and a father of so many and and I watch what happens when you it's a demonstration I, I watch what happens Julie out of the codes that are in me that uh, that I'm saying yes to, you know, with this movement, uh, with all the organizations that we are part of, to to broaden it. And I would say for my granddaughter and all my my children is that uh, the, the healthy life, um, you know, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's hard to really express other than a, a world we could dream of and walk into uh, that I'm setting in, a world of love, a world of compassion, play, fun, joy, all the things that we've been able to experience and doing it in a way that really allows for the heart of the soul to open it, open for its evolution here on the planet. Mm. And I think one of the most, um, another powerful message that I hear from you that just exudes from all of your work here in Earth Guardians and just looking out that window at that beautiful mountain that you're on is that the health of the planet is the health of the person, the health of all of her inhabitants. Um, those, the wildlife that's outside your window, the the deer mm-hmm. and the the other little scavengers that are running around, you know, and getting ready for their winter here. There's that the health of all life is the health of me, and and my health is it contributes to the health of the whole. So we can't have our health without the health of our planet and all of her inhabitants. Can you speak to that? Excuse me, I just had a cough. Uh, So I'm sorry, Julie, what was the question again? Um, I'm just, um, take a a minute, take your time. I was just thinking about you looking out that window and the, the question being that how interconnected our own personal health is to the health of the planet and all of her inhabitants that we can't have individual health without planetary health no we we can't julie that's impossible you know the healing has to be a whole systems healing you know and i think that's where people are going to they just need to find places to plug in and 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 join you know i uh, my wife was showing me this um, this video the other day of people all over the world, you know, that are doing these dances and connecting. And <clears throat> I think that the arts have a, you know, have a, a lot to do it. But when you sit in nature and you wake up in nature every day without the broadcasting of, uh, you know, tires going, you know, I, I work with Jose Arguez. I don't know whether you know, he was a Mayan teacher that brought harmonic convergence in and I was working for him. He says, we've got to shift out of time is money to time is art. And when I got that model of time is art, 
not money. And I, I was in Dallas, Texas at a, a event, and I was on the, oh, I don't know, 15th floor or something in a restaurant looking out at 4.30 in the morning or 4, 4.30 in the afternoon, and the, the cars going down the freeway were bumper to bumper to bumper, and I brought everybody over the window. I said, you see this? This is time is money. And you could see the insanity of bumper to bumper and going to work, you know, <laughs> and, um, mm. you know, yeah, I, I got off on a whole thing there, but, but that's what we're moving into. I feel to be in nature, to be in earth, to connect and out of the dominant, you know, I would say frequency at a certain level of that dominant culture that in demands more stimulus, you know, that disconnects us, you know, through technology and so on. But I would support, you know, just the natural world is where we got to go back to and find that. And that's what we call the young ones to here is to come back, take, you know, take your, your place here in earth. Earth yeah. is your mama, our mama. You know, we be one, as I always say, and we be many. We're here, we're showing up, we're paying attention, and we're staying in touch. Mm. Thank you, Makasha. I'm just um, loving the the words and the tone and your voice, as always. It's so comforting, and I can just hear you also just presencing the holy moment of now. I, that's one of my favorite phrases, that here we are, just you and me in this holy moment of now, and what a blessing it's been to connect with you like this. And, you know, Julia, you know, the holy moment of the now was part of what I was given back in 1969 was to live is to give, to share is to care. Love is a deity of all life. There are no beginnings and there are no ends. They're just now forever and ever and ever. Hmm. And that's the foundation for my family, you know, is those principles of being here now, but being heartfelt and giving back you know, to the, that that gives us life and, uh, and the responsibility of that in terms of one's own dharma or one's own path or calling, you know, I think we're, I, I, I'm optimistic, Julie, I, I lost a little bit of that at one point, so boy, we're not going to be able to break through. And now, you know, people coming through our, you know, our work here and the young ones that are coming saying, we need the elders, we need the elders, we need those that have been before us, you know, and of course, as elders, that really, you know, that really acknowledges, so we can acknowledge ourselves, the elders have been laying down tracks, so find the elders, the elders have wisdom, those that have that uh, consciousness of the codes, that's yeah. what you look for, those values, you know, those and, and not only talking about it, but doing it, being it, yeah, feeling it, sensing yeah. it. Yeah, living it as you do, as you do. Makasha Roski, it was a joy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me and having this important conversation. Well, thank you, Julie. <clears throat> I, I, I'm so inspired by your work and and the codes, and uh, we're we're full on with that. So how we move together is how, you know, how we will 
you know, uplift and inspire, you know, the codes and the hearts because the codes are there. They just need to be drawn out. You know, people want to be loved. They want to be compassionate. They want to not just be in some egoic illusion of separation from spirit. You know, there's that soul calling. And that's what I I feel reaching into the deeper cauldron of the elders, you know, to come out. And we are. I mean, uh, I'm I'm so happy about what you're doing, Julie, with the codes and and uh, yeah, whatever we can do, you know, to line behind this systems approach, you know, which we're working on and demonstrating or will demonstrate here at Hummingbird in our community here. And you are masters. Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to further conversations with you. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. We're here with Makasha Roski. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm -hmm. 